0: hearts are open and receptive God for the word on tonight in Jesus name amen the pure in heart how many learned about being pure in heart how many had to use that uh, scripture in Matthew on being pure in heart did anybody experience that since we've been teaching it oh okay so we know that the pure in heart are the ones that's free from corrupt desires, from sin and guilt, those who have been delivered from sin. So we know that the pure in heart are free from corrupt desires, free from sin and guilt, those who have been delivered from sin. Uh, we went over Jeremiah 17:9, where it talked about the heart and how the heart was deceitful above all things. It was extremely sick who can understand it fully and know its secret motives so we know that before we were born again this is the way our heart was before we were born again this is the way our heart was but now that we're in Christ Jesus what do we have we have a new heart and that heart is the heart of God and that heart that we have from god is full of his love is full of his characteristics is so full of god but what happens um what makes our heart is corrupt is by allowing things to come into our heart that's not of god and what happens it blocks the characteristics it blocks the love of god that's already there and it stops god's love from flowing through us so we do have a pure heart and in order for us Um, not to allow corruption to come to our hearts it is to guard our hearts with what all diligence for out of it is the issues of life we talked about Psalms 51 and in Psalms 51 David was crying out to the Lord and he said create in me a clean heart O Lord that means a pure heart renew the right spirit within me so we know that David was crying out for a clean heart, for a pure heart. Why? Because we know that David, um, you know, lay down with Bathsheba. Bathsheba was a married woman. We know what happened through that. He ended up killing her husband, so he became a murderer, a liar, and an adulterer. So David was telling God, creating me a clean heart, because his he knew his heart was not right before God. And this is what we have to do at times when we know that we're doing something that we know that we should not be doing and that tendency keep coming up and over and over again um it happens when we begin to open our mouth and we begin to speak some things and we know that what we have spoken was not right the bible say out of the abundance of the heart the mouth is going to speak so, when something is coming up out of you, you're going to get a check in your spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to let you know that wasn't right. So, you're going to have to go back and retract that thing. You're going to have to begin to bind and to loose and to take the word of God of truth to uproot that corruption that you have allowed to get into your heart. We look at um, Ezekiel eleven nineteen. That's the scripture that says that God took the stony heart out and He gave us a heart of flesh. Because the more that you get into um, sin and you allow sin um, to get into your heart when you're doing stuff opposite to the Word of Truth, what happens is your heart becomes so sensitive, it becomes so hard, and it becomes so callous that people get so used to being that way they think it's okay you have people that could look you in the face and lie and and they act like it's no problem they act like it don't bother them why because that's what they're accustomed to that's what they're used to and when you tell them now you know that's not right They'll, they'll look at you like you crazy. Well, what's wrong with it? Because that's how they lived all their life, and they made that so much a part of them that it don't seem like a lot of them. It seems like the truth. Their heart have been so sensitive to doing things outside of the word that they're thinking that they're right when they're wrong. That's a person where heart is hardened, is callous. That means that person is being paying attention more to worldly things than to the things of God. The more time you spend with things in the world, the more sensitive you are to those things. That means that when you get into the word of God, even though you're saved, then you're going to go back to where you were the most and that's dealing with worldly things. So that's why we can't put anything before our eyes or be in the midst of things that's not right because eventually we're gonna be pondering on those things and those things are gonna get in our heart and then that's gonna be our way of thinking, that's gonna be our way of acting, that's gonna be our way of speaking and it takes time to dig up a root and that's why we have to grab hold to it before it gets rooted and grounded just like a tree people cut that tree um down but if they don't get to to the root of that tree that tree is still living so that's why when you see a big tree in the yard you have to have something to really tug it and tug it and tug it to pull it up and that's how it is with our hearts if you're accustomed to something you know some people say oh I done got over that how did you get over it did you get over it through the word of God or you or you just swept it up under the rug and say, you know, I don't pay attention to that no more. I think it's a lot of people sweeping stuff up under the rug instead of dealing with that situation and say, you know what, I'm not going to sweep this under the rug. I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to deal with it according to the word because if you sweep it up under that rug, it's going to end up growing root because you're going to keep pondering on it. You're going to keep pondering on it. And that's making your heart corrupt. It's not making your heart clean. It's not... um your heart is not manifesting the heart of God, and this is what God wants from us. And this is why David cried out, Create in me, God, a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me. See, even though David done wrong and he knew that he'd done wrong, David's heart was after the heart of God. And that's how we should be. When we know we done wrong or we said something wrong, I don't know how you we can lay down on that without saying wait a minute I I just had to call you and let you know I'm sorry what I said was not appropriate but if a person is real stubborn and their heart is hard they'll lay down with that and don't care they'll just go ahead to sleep like everything is okay. You can tell a person with a very hard heart because they'll look you dead in your face, say whatever they want to say and walk off and like they ain't said nothing because that's what they're accustomed to and they think it's okay but it's not okay. So we see that God is saying that um, the pure in heart. So your heart must be pure before God and the only way it can be pure is through being what? Born again once you get born again you're going to get a new heart and that new heart should be representing God and anytime that you know that you're doing wrong the Holy Spirit first of all is going to let you know that you're doing wrong that's when you take care of it right then don't wait go ahead before it starts uh getting rooted and grounded on the inside of you and it says that um they shall see God We know in the natural, we cannot see God because it was proven through Moses. Moses could not see God, um, see his face. And that's what God told him. No man can see my face um, lest he die. But Moses had a face-to-face experience with God. That means he had intimacy, intimacy with God they had a relationship so him and God you know they talked but that does not mean that he saw him face to face but there's a scripture in the Bible that in first John 3 2 it says beloved we are even here and now children of God and it is not yet made clear what we will be after his coming we know that when he comes and is revealed we will his children be like him because we will see him just as he is in all his glory that's dealing with the end dealing with the rapture and all everything is all over with but dealing with seeing God right now in the natural people can see him through you they can see him through what you do how you do it just like if you are in a, in a situation with someone that's um, worldly and they're doing things of the world But you're not doing things of the world. You're doing it according to who you are now that you're in Christ. Who are they seeing? God. So that's how it's supposed to be. They're supposed to see him through you. And you're showing them his characteristics. That means that you're in the world, but you do not do what the world does. And I can say this. If you've been in something for so long and you've been in it for like 15 years, and that's what you're accustomed to, and I'm gonna go back to our childhood. Um, Everybody in this room, I believe, was raised differently in some kind of different way or another. Some people may have been raised that, um, you know, you don't leave your house any kind of way. They teach you how, as the old folks say, let's tidy up or tardy up you know you know what they mean by that you want to make sure you don't leave your bed unmade you want to make sure you don't leave your clothes on the floor you're going to make sure you don't leave dishes in the in the kitchen sink you know everybody have a different way then some people was raised that they seen their parents just with a nasty house so as they grew up they felt like this is how their house supposed to be some people were raised with manners yes ma'am no ma'am you respect that your elder some people Uh, kids would curse you out because that's what they saw their mother and father do everybody was raised in a different way or a different manner right and you were raised by your parents whether it was your parents your grandparents or whoever it was somebody raised you and whatever way they raised you that's how you're going to grow up that's what becomes a part of you so if you've been like that for 10 years and let's say you get married and that man look at you on the outside and I mean you got everything together makeup hair clothes everything is together and he think oh I got me a woman I got me a woman that look good I got me a woman that I believe that she will make a good wife so the man marries that woman as soon as that woman get in the house she laying on the couch no makeup she just lazy she she don't do nothing for that man he washing her clothes he's cooking her dinner and he's asking her I don't understand this is not how you were (laughs) but that's just exactly how she was but he didn't see that part of that woman so this man cannot expect that woman to change overnight can he Because if this is how she was all of her life, this man cannot expect to tell her on Monday and wake up on Tuesday and come home Tuesday evening and have a meal on the table. For one, she never knew how to cook. So he can't expect a change overnight. It's it's going to take what? Time. Because whatever she learned is what she's accustomed to. But the whole change come in on the heart of a person. You know, a person have a choice. They have a will. It's what they desire to do. What am I telling you tonight? No matter how bad your situation was, no matter what you did, no matter what your parents did, you don't have to be that way. Because now that you're in Christ, there is a newness of life that's on the inside of you. And the more you get into this word and you connect to the real you, eventually things are going to begin to change. It may not happen overnight, but it's gonna happen gradually. Who's gonna see that change? The people that's around you because you're not gonna do what you used to do no more. But if you're not in this word and getting your mind renewed to who you are in Christ, anybody can fake it to make it, y'all people Christians will make you think that they know and they actually don't know they will repeat what somebody else say just to fit in but their lifestyle is not um adding up to what they're saying you can say a thing but you got to live what you're saying so if a person is really living it you don't see them like windshield wipers going back and forth that's just their lifestyle they don't change they they just keep doing what they do because they don't been in the word of God long enough not to be up and down all the time so that's how God wants us to be he wants us to be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the works of the Lord if you're not in the word of God on a daily basis how do you expect the new you to be revealed it's not going to happen because your spirit is the real you, but it's going to take the renewing of your mind in order for them to see the real you. People do not want to take time in this word because they're thinking that this word is taken away from what they should be doing. And the enemy is enjoying all of it because he knows when you stay out of this word, people are not going to see who you really are in Christ. So as long as he can keep you out of this good book, the less pe- you're going to know who you are and people are not going to know who you are. You're going to keep doing the same thing. And sometimes people have an excuse. They'll say, well, you know, I'm saved, but it takes time. i agree with that, but it's going to take a long time if you don't open up this word and get into it. So that's the next thing we're going to talk about. I think that's going to help a, a lot of us tonight. There's another attitude, And I'm telling you, y'all, this attitude here, we can actually stay on it this Tuesday and next Tuesday. I'm so tempted to do it, but I'm, uh, as they say, I'm going to hold it a little bit because it, it would be a lot of scriptures, and y'all probably say, oh, Lord, did I have to study all that? The one I want to talk about is Matthew 5, 9. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. Let me say it again. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God let's talk about these peacemakers I'm gonna read it out the amplified what it says about a peacemaker it says bless enjoying inel- inevitable happiness spiritual spiritually prosperous with life joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation regardless of their outward conditions are the makers and maintainers of peace For they shall be called the sons of God. So the peacemakers are those who bring the message of peace to the world. They have been reconciled unto God through Jesus Christ. The peacemakers are those who bring the message of peace to the world. They have been reconciled unto God through Jesus Christ. That's what the peacemakers are. Those who bring the message of peace to the world. They have been reconciled unto God through Jesus Christ. The first thing that I want to tell you is, you cannot be a peacemaker without Jesus. You cannot be a peacemaker without Jesus. And the reason why I'm saying that is when we go back to the beginning in Genesis and how God created the heavens and the earth, everybody know all about that. The earth was in harmony. That means the earth was in peace. But when the enemy came down, when the enemy provoked or deceived Eve, that's when all chaos and all corruption um, came to the earth. That means that that harmony that was there was not there anymore. There were enemies, you know, there were enemies, um, we were enemies of God. There were enemies dealing with um, father, mother, sister, brother. All of that came in through the sin Of the world. Can you imagine that being in the Garden of Eden, there was nothing but peace? There was not no strife, there was no anger, there was no discord, there was no division, there was none of that stuff. They were in harmony with each other. Even in Adam and Eve, they were together, they were one, they stuck together. There was no nothing in their home to bring, you know, strife or anything in that marriage. They were just walking in the goodness of God, the peace of God, the love of God. All that was there in that garden. Now, check out what happened after Eve ate that fruit and gave some to Adam. Adam had a choice, didn't he? But he took it because that was his wife. After they ate of that fruit, now look at this. There was peace between that husband and wife. But soon as God come in that garden, both of them began to hide from God. They began to try to put on, um, you know, cover themselves up because there was no shame between either one of them. But when they heard the voice of God, they tried to hide. And guess what began to happen? Adam began to blame his wife. That woman you gave me. Then Eve began to um, blame the serpent. There was blame then. Everybody was saying somebody did something. That's why I'm doing what I do or did what I did that's where their house became so corrupt there was no more peace there was no more harmony in that house so we know that because of the fall the world has been at war there's no peace in the world you see in calamity y'all notice on the news and stuff you having wars here you having wars there you know how they do the peace treaties and how everybody got to come together to work that out so you can be at peace you know what I'm talking about brother Willie they, they're trying to work that out. But the problem is, you, man, cannot bring the peace. This is where we mess up in this world because man is trying to bring something that they can't bring. It only comes through Jesus Christ. See, Jesus, he made peace over 2,000 years ago when he died. But we have to accept what he done in order for us to have that peace and in order for us to be peacemakers. So it's a lot of people trying to be peacemakers that don't know him. And it's not going to work because the kind of peace he give us ain't worldly peace. So that's why we got to understand how we as Christians need to be peacemakers. You cannot be a peacemaker yourself until you have made peace with God that comes through Jesus Christ, everybody get it? You cannot be a peacemaker yourself until you made peace with God, which comes through Jesus Christ. Let's look at Romans 5:10. Romans 5:10. it says, "For if I'm reading out the expanded Bible. For if while we were God's enemies, now remember we were enemies because of the fall. We were separated from God because we know that God hates sin. He said he made us his friends. We were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Surely how much more now that we are his friends, having been reconciled, he will save us through his son's life. So the only way we can be uh, reconciled to God is through who? It's through Jesus Christ. And when you look at reconcile, it means to restore, bring back together again. So we were separated from God. So if people um, are not saved, they are enemies of God. We were enemies of God, but because of Jesus Christ, through us accepting Jesus, we have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ understand it's nothing that anybody in this room could have done outside of Jesus Christ nobody can bring peace except coming through Jesus Christ you cannot be a peacemaker until you have come um, to Jesus and making him the Lord of your life and that's when you began to minister peace unto others and you do it through the gospel so let's look at another scripture so Romans 5 10 tells us that we were enemies of God everybody in this room was an enemy of God until Jesus made that sacrifice on our behalf and that's what reconciled us back to God but understand that we were reconciled back to God before we accepted Jesus but in order to um, be reconciled, we have to accept what Jesus done. Jesus already paid the price, and uh, for us to um, um, come into that reconciliation, we have to accept what He's done. Let's look at Second Corinthians five 6, 18 through nineteen. Second Corinthians five eighteen through nineteen, and I'm reading the expanded Bible again. This is um, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Everybody know that one. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then verse 18 says, all this is from God, who through Christ made peace between us and reconciled us to himself and gave us the work of telling everyone about the peace we have with him. The ministry and the service of reconciliation. So we know that it is through Jesus Christ that we are reconciled through God. And being that we are reconciled through Jesus Christ, now we can go tell everybody else about this peace that we have with Him. And it says, For God was in Christ, making peace between the world and reconciling the world to Himself. In Christ, God did not hold the world guilty of its sins. And it says, count their trespasses against them. And he gave, committed, and trusted us to this message of peace. So what this is saying is... That through Jesus Christ, we have been reconciled unto God. And now that we're reconciled unto God, He has given us the ministry of reconciliation where we can go out and tell people this good news concerning the peace that was given unto us through Jesus Christ. So, this is what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be ministering the gospel of peace to let people know we're no more enemies of God, we are friends of God. Through Jesus Christ. Now, if we were enemies of God, we would face the wrath to come. And this is why we have to minister reconciliation unto the people and become peacemakers so they will not suffer the wrath to come. We don't want nobody to be an enemy of God because if you are enemy of God, then it says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we supposed to go out and minister what? The gospel of peace. Now, I want to talk about this when Christ bought us peace. Y'all know in the Bible in Isaiah, um, the uh, ninth chapter, it talks about him being the prince of peace. And the reason why it talks about Jesus being the prince of peace, because Jesus is the one that was going to bring peace unto the whole world. And by Jesus bringing this peace, then we don't have to suffer the wrath to come. But if you don't accept the prince of peace that's coming into the world and bringing you this peace that comes through him, then you will suffer the wrath to come. Some people don't take this seriously. If you look at the world today, they think, seriously that they're okay they think nothing is gonna happen they can live the way they live and they can do what they do and they think they live in a good life some of them say you know life can't get no better than this so that tells you that the gospel, the good news, the and, and I'm calling it the gospel of peace because it is the good news concerning Jesus Christ because he's the one that's bringing the peace. But that's why they're calling it the gospel of peace because we were enemies with God. So if you begin to minister to people and let them know this is where. I was and this is where I am now not because of any good I have done but because of what Jesus Christ have done on my behalf if Jesus had not done what he done then I would suffer the wrath to come but because of his goodness and because of him bringing that peace unto me Then I am free from this sin. I am free from death. So, by you knowing this, you want to go and minister to other people the gospel of peace. You want to tell them about the goodness of God. And we know the goodness of God brings what? Repentance unto every man, unto every woman, unto every child. Imagine if all of us in this room would go out and we would let people know that we were enemies of God. But because of Jesus and the death that he paid on our behalf, because of him being that final sacrifice, we're no more enemies with God. We have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross and when you begin to talk about that unto people and their hearts begin to open up through the word of God that they're hearing then you are being a peacemaker you know I I believe um, brother Willie I believe you can help me out with this it's something called um, um, where they make a contract or a treaty or something dealing with peace do y'all know what I'm talking about yeah something like that but they they have to sign this um dealing with the different terms so they won't go back on what they said that's just like being a peacemaker everybody is coming at peace but we they're still not at peace not the peace that God will give and some people think let's say me and Julia if I got something going on with me and Julia and I began to um, talk to Julia any kind of way. And Quanah began to come in the midst of us to be that peacemaker, to make peace between both of us. And she began to tell us, she said, you know what, Christ died for us. He died so we won't have to be um, at war between us no more God want us to be at peace he is the peacemaker and it comes through Jesus Christ so we don't have to speak to one another in this kind of manner so if Quana is bringing the word of God what is she bringing she's bringing peace she's letting us know this is not how it should be this is why the Bible says when you have an art against your brother if Kwana's sitting there saying if you have an art against her then you need to talk to her about that art what is quana doing she's being a peace maker and that's what we are supposed to be in the body of Christ we don't supposed to be there just waiting to see who's gonna say something next or how they're gonna say it or try to get in somebody's business we're supposed to bring the word of God and be peacemakers Christ brought us peace Colossians 120 reading out the span the Bible again Colossians 120 and through Christ him God has brought all things back to himself again, reconcile all things to himself, things on earth, things in heaven, God made by making peace through the blood of Christ's death on the cross. So we see that through the blood of Jesus Christ peace was made between us and God y'all is that not awesome because that's something that none of us in this room could have done it took Jesus Christ to do it why because he who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him so Jesus he was that peacemaker between us and God here go another scripture in Ephesians 2 14 through 16 ephesians two fourteen through sixteen for Christ himself had brought peace to us, He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when his own with his, when his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. y'all know the Jews, they were the covenant people, the Gentiles was like heathens, they were like sinners, but when Christ he died on that cross, he brought peace between Jews and the Gentiles is that not how we should be today today we should be the peacemakers in the church when things are going on we should remember what Jesus Christ already done on our behalf and as we do that we can bring reconciliation back into the church instead of having isms and schisms in the body of Christ we should be peacemakers and then it says he did this by ending the system of the law with his commandments and regulations. I'm going to stop right there. How many see in the churches today people are fighting over laws? That's not peace, is it? You got people saying, well, if you don't do this, then God ain't going to do that. Well, you have to do this for God to do that. You bet. You have to wear this. You can't wear this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're not accepted by God. So you got... Everybody with different views in the body of Christ. Is that bringing the peace of God? Is that bringing reconciliation? That's what the enemy want in the church because he know the traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. So the enemy is going to bring all of that in the body of Christ. Everybody got their own opinion. But this is one thing the Holy Spirit is reminding me of tonight. How can somebody have an opinion and ain't even in the word of God? How would you listen to people that don't even get in the word and they're trying to tell you what to do and how to do it and don't even go before God? Have you ever heard of such stuff? People always got something to say but can't tell you what the word of God is saying. Well, I would do it like this. Well, what scripture telling you to do it like that? They can't tell you. They're not going on that. We have so many people at war in the church over crazy stuff on how this one should do this and how that one should do that when we should be walking in reconciliation we should be doing what the word of god is telling us to do and it says that he made peace between jews and gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups together as one body Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death that's how it should be in the house of God we should not have any hostility in the house of God if we're peacemakers if you have peacemakers in the house they're gonna make peace not war and there shouldn't be any hostility. We should have someone in the body of Christ standing up for what is right according to the word of God, making peace and bringing reconciliation. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So where do our peace come from? Through Jesus Christ. Why? Because we have been justified. How have we been justified? It's through Jesus Christ. It's nothing that we have done. So let's look at something that Jesus said in John 14, 27. In John 14, this is when he was going to leave the disciples. He was going to go be with the father. And Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you and not as the world giveth isn't that something he said peace i leave unto you my peace i give unto you and not as the world giveth have y'all know that the type of peace that the world has is not god's peace see the type of peace that god give us is that even in the midst of the storm we're at peace the type of peace that the world gives you is a warration peace (laughs) It ain't true peace of God. And we got to understand that the peace that God give us is the fruit of the spirit. Everybody in this room that's born again have the peace of God on the inside of you. And this is why you got to get to know the prince of peace. This is why you got to get to know the covenant of peace and once you know all of that then you won't be worried about whatever's going on around you in this world why because he said he will keep you in perfect peace who mind stays upon him because you what trust in him he will keep you in perfect peace so if you're not having the peace that you need it's not because you don't have it as being born again it's because you're more sensitive to what the world is doing and how they're doing it I give you an example I ain't never seen so much crazy stuff in my life dealing with this election it's just like two kids fighting I ain't never seen so much junk in my life and people are so in tune with that junk but this is what's gonna happen market you're gonna see people fighting You're going to see wars. You're going to see stuff right now. You better not tell nobody who you voted for. They're going to hate you. Don't open your mouth because they will hate you. They will turn colors on you. They will tell you you don't know what you're doing. You are crazy. How can you do that? And that's going to bring war instead of bringing peace when you have peace on the inside of you. Keep your opinions to yourself. This is truth, y'all. You got too many people running their mouth dealing with this election. When you should be trusting in God who is the prince of peace and quit trusting in this male and this female that you think gonna bring you something. They can't bring you nothing. they without God. Don't let people fool you. So when you know what the word of God is saying for yourself, you cannot count on man. You spending too much time listening to all this stuff And not enough time in here. Because you're going to need this. Regardless who get in there. You're going to always need this. Because when people get in office. I don't care what they portrayed on television. They're going to change like the weather. Because they can't bring peace to a torn world. Not unless they're bringing the peace of God. And being a peacemaker for him. That's why you get in your word. They can't do it. If you're waiting on them to do it. You ain't in here. You better know it's too many people counting on man. You better be counting on God. Y'all didn't read in here how Joseph, God gave Joseph a plan to save the people right in Egypt. Have we forgotten? So this is why you better know him and you got to be, be the peacemaker when all this stuff break out. I'm telling you it's happening right now around you people are mad it's happening you got to be the one that be the peacemaker y'all better remember this one you got to be the one that bring peace family's going to be turning against families it's happening now but you got to be the peacemaker that's why Jesus was telling them listen at this Jesus was um letting them know he said what is the scripture that says um um there will be trials and tribulations; they will come, but Jesus said He have overcome what all of them. But I believe it's another part in there. It's dealing with peace. Jesus was the peacemaker. When Jesus walked the earth, um, it's a scripture in there that says He didn't come to bring peace; He become come to bring a sword. But that that was kind of different. But what Jesus is letting us know today, y'all, families, this is why you cannot. Be uh, unequally yoked, even in marriage. Because if you marry an unbeliever and you have been reconciled unto God through Jesus Christ and you are ministering, um, you know, peace even unto your husband, you're going to have a hard time, not unless he accepts Jesus Christ. You're going to be at war right there in your house. And I'm hearing in my spirit, some people at war right now, both of you say, You know what's the difference? right here right here I have learned if you got one person two people say one person in the word you still at war cuz that person ain't gonna understand what you saying because their head is so big I'm like a that her, her head was so swollen. or somebody's head was so swole she couldn't eat grease it and get it through the door is that what it said yeah This is what's happening, y'all. It's happening in the church. Look around you and see all of this mess that's going on in the house of God. This is crazy, isn't it? That's why we should have peacemakers in the house to make peace. But do you know what we do? We leave it. Let them have that. It ain't me, it's them. Let them go. You're supposed to be the one making peace. You're supposed to be the one reconciling. But you know what what happened? I don't want to lose a friend the only friend you have is Jesus and you are supposed to be doing what the word of God says I don't want them to look at me differently but it's okay for them to look at Raheem differently I don't want them to dislike me but it's okay for them to dislike Monica is that bringing peace no it's not so that's what we are supposed to be doing and look at Luke 2 13 through 14 Luke 2 13 through 14 it says, and suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards man. Y'all know how we do people saying that at Christmas. Don't you know what they're saying? Jesus was bringing peace to this earth and goodwill towards man. You know, they just singing them Christmas. Glory to God. Glory unto the highest and peace. They only know what they are saying jesus came to be the peacemaker he came to be the prince of peace but when that peacemaker and the prince of peace left to be with the father he said i'm leaving you my peace that means i want you to do something with what i'm leaving you i didn't just give you peace just for you to be at peace i gave you peace for you to be a peacemaker to reconcile the world back unto me through the gospel of peace isn't that awesome so some of I I remember this you know how somebody said if you don't do this to me you ain't gonna rest have y'all ever heard people tell you that the reason some people don't understand what they're saying I don't know about you when you having a rough day out on your job you know you can go home and get some peace don't you but if you having a rough day on your job didn't got to go home in hell oh you tore up right so you really got to be in the word of God So you will know how to be that peacemaker even in the midst of that home. So we supposed to be peacemakers y'all. We supposed to be ministering the gospel of peace. The last scripture is Romans 10 15. We preach the gospel of peace. And how should they preach except they be sent as it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Isn't that awesome. And all of us in this room, this is talking about those who proclaim the good news. You do not have to have a piece of paper to go out and preach the gospel of peace. How beautiful are the feet of those that's telling them glory to the highest and peace on earth and goodwill towards men. All of us in this room are supposed to be doing that. We are supposed to be reconciling men and women and children back unto God and y'all we're spending most of the time in hostility against one another we're spending most of the time becoming enemies against one another somebody say something out the way you just push them to the side I don't have to take that on you have to be around that mm. Christian folk and then then when you see them you're smiling in their face and and and, and in the back of your mind you want to wring their neck what kind of peacemakers are we that's not a peacemaker, is it? So we're supposed, supposed to bring, be bringing peace. We're supposed to be peacemakers. So I pray. I know this was a lot of scriptures. Go over these scriptures. Meditate on these scriptures. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring these scriptures alive. So I guarantee you, you're gonna need this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Can you imagine when you're making peace? They're gonna say, "I know you saved." because it ain't too many people that's trying to be peacemakers they are trying to get out of the way I ain't getting in the middle of that but through the help of the holy spirit we can be peacemakers we can minister the gospel of peace amen so meditate on that and prayerfully y'all we got two more I believe dealing with the beatitudes we've been on them for quite a long time huh And we'll wrap those up prayerfully next week, if not the week after. Do we have anything else? Do we have any announcements? Kwana?